Williams, right, Kathy? Yes. Awesome. Good evening, everyone. This is Kathy Richardson, the City Sustainability Director. Uh, just a few housekeeping items for tonight's Zoom meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the City's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. All board members, if you can please keep your video on, and all others keep your video off unless you are participating during the meeting. If you have any trouble, just send me a chat. Uh, a reminder that the city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. And another reminder that there is another board meeting tonight. Um, so we ask for this meeting to wrap up by 7.15. And now I'll turn the meeting back over to you, Ben. Thanks so much. Um, so we're gonna talk a little bit about some changes that we are thinking about in regards to the meeting. But one of them that we talked about in December was approving the agenda at the beginning of each meeting. And so that's our first item up uh, now is, um, for the elements that we have on. Um, if anybody, if everyone's okay with the plan for today or approving the agenda as we have it. I'm good. I guess that's an action item where we need to take a vote. Mm -hmm. Yeah? So I guess I need a- I'll move we approve the agenda. Stan moves we approve. I'll second. Thanks, Nancy. Thanks, Nancy. Second. I don't know if I'm doing something. I'm muted. I'm muted. Okay, one of you kids up there is unmuting. Don't unmute. Okay. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Okay, so Stan uh, moves and Nancy seconds. Uh, let's have a sign of uh, out of Stan say he does so well. <laughs> Everyone approves. Uh, say aye. 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 Uh, anyone opposed? Same sign? Okay, excellent. Meetings are approved. Uh, agenda is approved unanimously. And then we'll move quickly on to the um, meeting minutes that we had from December. I don't know if everyone had a chance to look at those, but does anyone have any um, edits or things that they thought were left out or uh, important pieces that uh, needed fixing or even just grammar or spelling errors? I move we approve the minutes from the okay, December meeting. Done. Stan moves that we approve. Can I get a second? Second. Second. <laughs> okay, seconds. Sorry, I feel like a little uh, announcer or something, you know, here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we've got a first and a second. So um, uh, everyone that, I, oh, there's Jamie. Nope. Um, uh, vote to approve the minutes from December uh, with the sign of I. Aye. 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 Anyone opposed? Awesome. So we got those two out of the way with. Look at all this action we're doing. <laughs> so the second, so the next thing on our agenda item is to receive the sustainability report from Kathy Richardson, uh, and she's also going to give us an update on the single-use plastic bag ordinance. Sure. 
All right, so for the staff report, just very quickly going through a few items um, from the last meeting, uh, the board had requested uh, for me to submit a request uh, to participate in the reimagining of SAB. So I just wanted to uh, get back to you to let you know that that request has gone up to our city clerk's office and um, there's no additional information right now as to what the schedule is gonna look like for those conversations or how they're gonna be um, formatted. But as soon as I know any other information, I'll let you know. Awesome. But I did submit your request. Uh, also, another to-do was uh, the possibility of your February meeting changing. So um, we did a quick doodle poll, which the majority of you have uh, responded to, and I just wanted to report back out that uh, only one person has uh, uh, indicated that they're not available on the 14th, and then February the 14th, and then one person is not available on the following Wednesday. Um, I, th I think there's just been, um, we haven't heard back from you on that poll, uh, but it's still looking like you would have quorum on either day. There are a couple um, folks that did mention they could meet on the 14th, they'd rather not, so you might wanna take that in consideration for your conversation. Uh, in addition, uh, we are continuing conversations on um, how the city may participate with the um, Evergy's IRP for 2024. Um, I know I have a meeting scheduled later this month um, with a staff group uh, to discuss that further. Um, we had talked about grants last uh, month and nothing's changed on that. Um, Single-use plastic bags I'll cover in a little bit. Uh, Earth Day plans, uh, still looking at a lot of activities uh, around Earth Day, the two Saturdays, um, that sandwich uh, Earth Day. And then on the annual report for Ordinance 9744, I've been reaching out to some staff groups for some uh, information and update. Uh, for example, our fleet manager and I um, had some back and forth to try to capture uh, where we are with our fleet transition plan. I know that there was a presentation that was given to the Sustainability Advisory Board uh, maybe a little bit less than a year ago, um, but uh, we're a little bit off timeline uh, that was presented at that time, and so um, I've been getting some information so I can include that and wrap up that report um, for you all. Uh, I know that there's a new subcommittee for the Sustainability Advisory Board for Ordinance 9744, so um, really excited to get those conversations started uh, and um, seeing where you know staff is at and w where we can move the needle um, on that, those goals. So that was super brief. Um, any questions on that before I move into the single-use plastic bag ordinance? Yeah. All right. So um, as I mentioned at the last uh, month meeting, we do have a a consultant that we're working on for our communications and um, campaign uh, with the single-use plastic bags. So uh, back then I couldn't mention it, but now everything is kind of set in stone, but we are working with Coneflower Consulting and have a lot of exciting um, uh, ideas to um, 
kind of engage you with and to move forward with for the community. One of the first things that we were working on was a website for information, not only for the businesses, but uh, for the general public. And um, I heard the website uh, is down right now, but I do have a kind of the test site uh, that we've been working off of. The reason why it's down right now is because they were uploading some additional information. Um, so as you all can um, notice, this is all a work in progress. And um, we do absolutely want feedback from you all. Doesn't have to be right now, tonight. Can you all see a web page? Yep. Okay. So this is just a test site, but the web page is going to be plasticfreelawrence.org, I believe. And um, as you can see, this is ready for reusables. We totally got this, Lawrence. Um, so uh, it's awesome to have a creative team on our side uh, helping us out. So they've been doing a lot of um, fun uh, content. Uh, this is pretty straightforward. Uh, I believe by tomorrow you'll be able to just log into that plasticfreelawrence.org. So let me know if you have any edits or anything like that or information you would like to see added. I'm just scrolling down through this homepage uh, to show you some of the images that have been uh, created on here. Um, just the explanation with uh, that uh, at least 40% of uh, post-consumer recycled content um, that needs to be printed on there and the papers and so forth. Uh, there is a business specific uh, information with the FAQ here for them. Um, so yeah, please take time to go through it. Any of you that have edits or want to see something else, let me know. I will stop sharing here. This, uh, the initial website um, that had that information for businesses was used when the city sent out an email to businesses in December. So it was about mid-December when an email went out. It went out to over 900 businesses in Lawrence, just letting them know of what's uh, coming up for March 1st of 2024. Uh, it looks like from the records that we can see of uh, who opened the email, over 500 businesses opened that email. Um, it had some information as well as it linked to that website for additional content. And um, so far, we've heard from only two businesses um, that had questions. So um, I don't know if I should feel good about that or a little bit worried. Um, I thought we would get a lot more uh, questions from our Lawrence businesses. But um, so far, we, I did receive one question about a business that's already been using paper bags for the last seven uh, years but theirs weren't stamped with post-consumer recycled content, although they believed it did have post-consumer recycled content. Anyway, within our conversation, they were able to find uh, the right bag that did have that information off of Amazon, and by the time we hung up, um, they were already purchasing those, so they are um, working on being compliant now. The other um, inquiry we got from a 
uh, business was regarding, uh, apparently, I, again, this came to uh, my attention this afternoon, um, on the state law for alcohol to go, that it must be in a plastic bag. So I need to research that and see um, what that requirement is and, and if that um, will have to be an exception for us. So um, that's what we have so far from the, the business side. How are we doing with time? You're tracking time. I think we should I have a question. Kathy, the question that was posed to you or statement was that the alcohol requires something to be put in a plastic bag? Um, no. So, uh, yeah, similar. It's, they're saying that the state requires, so when they allowed alcohol to go, um, so I, I do know like some restaurants and stuff like that that entered into this, you could take home like a mimosa or something, um, that it's, they're saying that the state law requires that whatever that alcohol to go is, is wrapped up in a um, plastic bag. So we'll look into that. Um, I haven't had time. It came to my attention this afternoon, so I'll make sure to, to dig that up. I do want to make a statement. I love that totally. We've totally got this. Awesome. Yay. Yep. That's cool. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, sorry, just, uh, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, what you're talking about, how many, how few businesses you've heard from can reflect either a train wreck that might happen on March 1st or people feel like they, they understand exactly what they need to do. Mm -hmm. Is there value in, I don't know, I feel like the big businesses, you know, the, the Targets and the Dillons and the Walmarts have had to do this elsewhere and are likely to get mm -hmm. their act in a row by looking at what they've done in other places. Is there value in reaching out multiple times to kind of, yeah. some people will see this as the spam email. Uh, maybe we need to spam them a little bit to be like, hey, March 1st is coming, you know, bigger letters as it goes. Yeah, and I appreciate that comment. So this was the initial push of some information and uh, making sure businesses knew that this website was available to them for additional information. And within the website, they can also type in what their questions are. Uh, but we are getting ready to uh, push out a postcard that is physical postcard that will go out to businesses as well as um, other outreach. And we're going to get started here really soon with the community outreach as well. So businesses will be part of that um, in addition. So this was just kind of that initial email that went out. Um, so maybe we'll hear more um, here this year when we get more engaged. It looks like Don and Nancy have some questions. Yeah, Don, go ahead. Oh, I just, I was typed in the, the Earl, so I'm looking at it, and kudos to the you, Kathy, and the um, the Coneflower uh, Consulting, it looks like a great start. Um, kind of adding on what, what Ben said, a city tends to send out its um, public emails on Friday afternoons. It just seems to be a thing. Um, and also, if that went out before the, the holidays, I think it would be worth sending out again sooner rather than later. Um, and uh, can we please include the web page in our minutes so it's there for future reference? Absolutely, and we are going to link from our city web uh, site to this site as well. We were just trying to get some more content up, which I do know Coneflower is working on right now, and we'll make sure that that website, Plastic Free Lawrence, um, is highly advertised. 
I have one more thing. I, I forgot. Uh, I wanted to say that it's great that this went out to so many businesses, um, and I would encourage staffers to send it also to um, uh, environmental, you know, known environmental groups or individuals because there's been people been working working on this and looking at this for a long time, so they might also have some real good feedback that could be useful. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Nancy. Uh, I just wanted to mention that the Kansas Chamber of Commerce is um, pushing to ban bans on plastics again uh, with this new state legislature session. We're likely to have that come up again. So I'm hoping, Kathy, that you can um, put forth something from Lawrence um, suggesting that we, we don't do that and the individuals in this group can also mm -hmm. uh, participate in the legislative sessions. Uh, committee sessions to uh, stop that from happening. Yes, thanks Nancy for adding that. A few more things that we're working on. Um, so for the, the businesses, just some info sheets, signage, stickers, et cetera, um, that they can utilize um, for their uh, business sites. Uh, we are also, uh, Coneflower is working on a social media marketing uh, plan and campaign. So we'll start, you'll start seeing uh, a lot of social media posts, stuff like that, that are engaging. Uh, one question I do have for you all is we do, uh, we're paying for four separate, like 30 to 60 second videos involving Lawrence residents who are out there shopping um, with their reusable totes. Um, and uh, Coneflower did ask us if we had anybody in mind um, that they could kind of follow uh, and take some video. Uh, I suggested um, it would be really cool to have one of those videos be with our city mayor, um, since Lawrence is the first city in Lawrence, and sorry, in Kansas, sorry, Lawrence is the first city in, in Kansas that is, um, uh, banning the, the single-use plastic bags, so it, I, I think it would be cool for the mayor to be one of those people. Uh, but if any of you have suggestions or you want to volunteer yourself, um, think about a, a kind of a diverse uh, group of folks, like maybe a student from KU or I, I don't know. What do you all think? Perhaps um, one of the legislators, local legislators, I was thinking about uh, Representative Haswood, since she represents the American Indian, Native American population, as well as Lawrence. <laughs> okay. Kathy, I'd suggest, I mean, I'm not a creative person, but I, I would like to see, it would be awesome if there was one with a person that's not taking their reusable bag and that panics when they get to the mm -hmm. parking lot or with this new thing. like. I think a lot of people are probably going to encounter that. It would be nice to have like a 30-second video. It's like someone freaking out in the parking lot and then realizing that it's it's fine that you can buy one inside or here's the alternative options, like a 30-second walkthrough of how that's going to look. That's a great idea. And we do have, by the way, some tips and tricks on the new website, um, which are fun. Kind of go along with that. We'll you can always, you know, do your shopping and you go back to your car and unload the items there or whatnot. So but I like that idea. Um, just send me a, shoot me an email or um, call me uh, if you have any ideas on, on who 
uh, could be good for that. Um, just something fun. Again, there's going to be a lot of social media coming out. And then the uh, final item I did want to mention is uh, we do plan to have like a, a reusable bag campaign like kickoff event. Uh, so this is part of our work with uh, Coneflower uh, Consulting, and we're looking at the weekend uh, where this uh, uh, ordinance goes into effect. So we're looking at Saturday, March the 2nd. Uh, we've been looking at some venues, but have um, picked the Lawrence Public Library as a good spot for this. And what the idea is, is that we would be um, inviting the public to come and uh, decorate uh, some reusable canvas bags. So uh, the city will provide canvas bags and some art supplies. Uh, and we'll have a contest on uh, the bag designs. So we'll engage the public, not only you know, uh, leading up to this event, but then with uh, uh, a contest of the design. Uh, there's idea of having some partners uh, that would be at the Lawrence Public Library. Uh, for example, um, HAM could be there with information about their uh, recycling uh, facility. The Sustainability Advisory Board, um, we would call on you uh, for uh, being out there to uh, have conversations regarding, you know, any tips, tricks, um, anything about uh, the, the, the plastic bags and um, reusable bags and so forth, uh, you know, any other partners or stakeholders that we can um, invite to kind of be part of this uh, party or kickoff event. Uh, there's um, kind of narrowing down on a, you know, fun uh, name with uh, Bag Bash uh, being the, the uh, title of the, the event. Um, so any thoughts there on who could be invited uh, in terms of tabling, folks that would want to table, uh, that would kind of be in the same room as people uh, that are going to be doing the art project with their canvas bags to get into that contest? I've got a couple of suggestions. Yep. Um, have you talked to Transit about putting messaging on their buses? Can, can they put some messages on the buses about it? And then also, Wealth Day is at, on February 5th, at the state capitol, which would be a really good time for the city of Lawrence to have a table with the information about that, because so many other communities are asking about this ordinance. And there's usually two or three hundred people attending uh, that event, and it will be all about the environment, water, environment. I think it's water, environment, air, um, land. Water, energy, air, land, transportation, and health. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't remember all of them, but it would be a great opportunity. Absolutely. If anybody else has any type of engagement like that that we could participate in, I will let you know that we are already confirmed I'll be a speaker at a Kansas conference uh, this spring. It's the Kansas Waste Reduction Conference. It used to be called Works Recycling, Composting, and Hazardous Waste, um, which is uh, hosted by KDHE, Bureau of Waste, and then also the Kansas Recycling uh, 
organization of recyclers. So um, if there's any other opportunities like that, we are happy to speak and share with other uh, cities. I've had quite a few cities uh, contact me, and um, we've been having some one-on-one -on -one conversations as well. So uh, that any of that would be awesome. So let's spend about five more minutes on this. Don, go ahead. Oh, um, we can email suggestions, I suppose, but um, I would suggest including Van Gogh Arts. Yeah. There's, you know, that's um, an already existing uh, creative space. Um, and uh, Kifa, the Kansas Inter uh, Inter Interfaith Alliance, um, and then Sustainability Advisory Network and, or would be good to connect with on that. Thank you for those suggestions. And I, I did um, fail to mention that part of this event is going to be a reusable bag swap as well. We've heard from a lot of community members that they have a lot of extra reusable bags that they don't use, and then others who can't afford reusable bags. So for this event, we will have a table. And actually, Van Gogh has been brought up as a partner that could be uh, leading up to the event, uh, having a, a barrel to for people to drop off reusable bags, um, as well as uh, Watkins History. History Museum already said that they want to be a drop-off for that and then all those bags would go to this event and we'd be able to uh, anyone can come and grab these free reusable bags and or drop off some uh, as well so it'd be a bag swap um, as part of this bag bash and um, the city's also purchasing uh, reusable bags so they're new um, that will be distributed at this event as well awesome great idea Katie um, I love the idea of the of the bag of swap. Um, I think that's great. I, I I wonder if we could get um, just food involved in some way. Um, maybe they could also be a recipient of some of those bags, <clears throat> so that people could pick it up when they are picking up their food. Um, uh, there's an organization with the the Lawrence Public Library called Kids Action Club, where there's kid, a group of kids who are specifically doing. Um, Action, uh, social action projects, they would probably love to be involved in tabling the bag bash. Um, and then uh, thirdly, I know we can follow up with email, but um, I have bought bags a few times for my work to do decorating and things. And when I did some research on what was the most sustainable option, um, I actually found that it was not the canvas bags. So we might consider looking into the non-canvas bags options, even though it seems uh, odd, but some of those uh, ones that are made out of, you know, slightly, like more cheaper feeling material are actually in the long run, if you do the full analysis, are, are a more sustainable option to get for these kind of big giveaways. Awesome. Thanks, Katie. There's so many good ideas here. We're going to go to Stan uh, last, but if everybody can email those things to Kathy too, I know she's taking vigorous notes here, but we all have a ton of uh, I think efforts to try and get ideas on there. Stan, go ahead. Kathy, I think uh, the event at the library sounds great. I'm wondering if you're going to do similar events at grocery stores, because I think that's going to be the, you know, one of the biggest sources of bags and the biggest needs around the community. Yeah, we've uh, absolutely had that discussion. Um, this is a kind of big fun event where we needed a lot of space. Uh, so, so the kickoff event will be like this, but I think that um, 
it's not a bad idea to go and sometimes grocery stores let you have a, a small table um, right there where people come in and out um, and we can distribute uh, some information and even some of those city uh, reusable bags um, as well. So that's a, a great idea and something that's been discussed. So I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Awesome. Thanks for that update. And I appreciate the discussion. Like I said, if, if uh, more we can provide. Uh, so I heard website, video feedback, kickoff events, thoughts of people to table. We can tell people ourselves and then organizations and places we can go to spread the word were the things that SAB can do to help the city on this initiative. Does that sound right? Yeah. Do you awesome. have a date for the, that again? The Bag Bash will be on Saturday, March 2nd. And just a reminder for everyone that the ordinance takes effect on March 1st of yeah. 2024. So. Okay. Awesome. Well, moving right along to our regular agenda items, the first thing that we had up was to simply have a discussion and summarize what we had talked about in, in reference to meeting changes in December and since then. Um, the key one that we had for from an action perspective is to move public comment up. So we decided that one of the things we wanted to do is have a, a discussion about <laughs> including public comment about moving public comment up. Um, what we would do is have um, uh, up to five different people that could comment in public comment period that wasn't uh, on items that were on the agenda, just like City Commission does at the beginning. Um, I think that would go, is that before staff report? Normally? Uh, yeah, it would be before the staff report. It would report. be before the staff report. And then if we had additional public comment or, of course, public comment on items that we were talking about, um, we would take that during the meeting or even at the end of the meeting if there were other items that were not on the agenda. Um, so that was one of the things you can also see in this agenda that we've tried to put um, time limits on particular items because we decided we'd like this time slot. So that necessarily is going to continue to squeeze us by the 715 meeting that's in here. Um, we did have a public comment from uh, Michael Allman about potentially moving the meeting up to 5 o'clock so that we would have a little bit more time. So. Um, um, if we do have these time limits and we can stick to them a little bit more, you know, that will mean, for example, that if we have a lot of suggestions, um, we can do those through email rather than just discussing them here. But of course, if we have, uh, we don't want to suppress any uh, germane discussion and stuff that when we're into it, we should stick on that. So those are kind of the items that we talked about in terms of meeting changes. I just open it up to anyone that wants to talk about those things or things that we could do um, to make the meeting move better. Is anybody on I'm, in, I'm in support of the moving. This is Dawn Hawkins, uh, board member. I keep forgetting to, to yeah, say that. Um, uh, I'm in favor of having the dedicating. It looks like up to 15 minutes, three three minutes uh, for up to five people to do public comment at the beginning, and then if there's others, they can. If and if there's time, they can go after. Um, I. Just sticking to that that item, I I I have said before that I, I do wish that we could find a, a day of the week or a time that we we could not be cut short because it's we can barely get much done with an hour and a half, um, and when we're cut short by another 15 minutes, it really handicaps us. So, also we are meeting at the same time as uh, Douglas County Commission and. 
I know there's meetings every night and you can't avoid everything, but I've said this several times that I would like to see it move to a, di to a different night and for us to have more uh, sufficient time. Thanks, Don. Nancy. Uh, I worry about starting at five o'clock as it does cut into when you work, when people, most people work, get off at five. At least that's when most meetings, um, and, and for me, and so it would not always be easy to get started at five. I think 5.30 is a more reasonable time to start. Okay. Any other thoughts about public comment or um, meeting changes? One other thing that Kay, you brought up that I think I wanted to make sure that I echoed is when we have presentations from different groups that we make sure that we know that ahead of time, we can provide them with questions and we have set amounts of times just like we're trying to put on ourselves here for that those presentations. Right, I think it's a lot more effective when we have a reason, we know the people, what they're going to be talking about and give them some questions to help guide their presentation with a time limit. Right, excellent. I think the time limits are really good and I think they're gonna be effective. Yeah. Great. I'm not a har I'm trying, I'll try to be the timekeeper, but I'm not going to be a harsh one. Like I said, I mean, if we're having a, a brilliant discussion about how to do something or, or starting a new initiative or something, we should absolutely keep doing that and move things. But hopefully it will help us to not spin wheels. Any, any other thoughts that people have? Any other uh, ideas that we didn't capture in how we can make these meetings more effective and efficient? It, it might mean more homework. It might mean more stuff that we have to read beforehand and thinking about it and processing it and coming kind of with, you know, what exactly we want to say rather than kind of showing up and spinning it, which I am certainly guilty of, so. So do we need to do, uh, have a motion? We do, I think, do we ask for public comment after we do the motion? Do I have that order right? Before you take a vote, you want to ask for public comment. Okay. Thanks. So, yeah, do we have any, I ha, I'm not sure if we have any public comment on how we're talking about changing our meetings, including the public comment period. Awesome. So hearing none, I would accept any motions for approval of these meeting changes as we outlined. So I'll make a motion that we um, have some changes to our meeting, which includes uh, Putting the time limit on each item that we have on our agenda includes moving our public comment up to the front, allowing five individuals to speak for three minutes, a limit of three minutes, if there are five people there <laughs> and here, and um, that would be on items that would not be already appearing on our agenda, and then also... Um, having our start and end times continue as we are, so 5.30 to 7.15, unless there is no meeting behind us. Okay. Did I miss anything? I think that's all right now. And same day of the week. What was that? On the same day. Same day of the week yeah. right now. It just so is there a second? I guess we need a second. I'll second. Okay, moves that <laughs> and Nancy seconds. Uh, everyone in favor of those changes, please state aye. 
Aye. Aye. Anyone opposed? Uh, say same sign. Great. So we've got those on the books now, and uh, that didn't take 20 minutes. That's awesome. Thank you all. So again, just that's a hierarchy, and hopefully that will invite more public comment as well. People don't feel shoved at the very end of the meeting um, if they have something that they want us to tackle or, or to think about. So the next agenda item is uh, just to discuss feedback that we've already submitted um, from the subcommittee as well as individuals to the Douglas County Climate Action and Adaptation Plan. I think it got another A now in it, right? The adaptation part. Mm -hmm. um, and um, Nancy, I don't know if you wanted to say anything. I know we have um, Jamie and Kim here, uh, maybe as flies on the wall, but also um, this isn't a, an opportunity for us to have a big discussion with them. It's simply to kind of summarize what SAB has done so far in terms of the feedback we've given them and how we might um, pull together uh, a group feedback that we haven't given them already, uh, potentially even in, in a letter form or something like that that would help um, to express things that we see that seem to be working really well and things that might be improved. Does that sound right? Kathy, did you want to maybe get a little, give a little summary of what we've done so far? Yeah, and um, just to add uh, a little bit, yeah, Kim and Jamie are on this meeting tonight. If there are any questions uh, for them, um, otherwise um, they've joined to listen to some of that feedback. So one of the, the items um, that, uh, as on the staff perspective, that's uh, kind of been missing is this board having that conversation about the climate action and adaptation plan as a whole. Um, but we want you to recognize that there's been a lot of activity with feedback and engagement through um, Nancy as the rep, the SAB rep on the steering committee of the Douglas County um, Climate Action and Adaptation Plan, as well as the subcommittee of the SAB um, that Nancy uh, leads uh, with climate action. So um, there, there's been a lot that's been submitted that way. Uh, a few of you have reached out with your individual comments and feedback as well. The most important thing tonight, um, I think not only for all of you to have this conversation as a board, um, would be, is there anything that's missing? Like, has, have one of you not been able to maybe submit your feedback that you're not seeing yet? Because um, that's important. I mean, we don't want to get to the point where um, the, our commissions are taking action on this plan and uh, the board might feel like um, there's still something that's pending for you. So is there anything pending? And then thinking about next steps, you know, our commission um, is advised by you on these topics and climate action is absolutely one of those. Um, so they're gonna be looking at you for uh, what your recommendation is on this. So just throwing a few things out there. Um, I did share a few of those written feedback uh, statements that were submitted to Jamie, but there's been a lot more meetings and discussion as well. So I wanna recognize that there's a lot more than what you received. Um, so yeah. Oh, thanks. Okay. Um, I had not been able to, or not commented in writing about it, but I did go to one of the community meetings and I, the latest draft, I was sadly um, disappointed to see that the renewable energy projects were not listed in the climate and uh, adaptation plan for Douglas County. And 
you know, there were quite a few energy related items there, but support for renewable energy projects was not one of them. And I really feel like that that's something that um, is important to our community. It's important to our ordinance to be able to, to achieve the goals that we are wanting. And that to me is a big gap. And I noticed that several people online had also commented about that. I'm not the only one that had commented from the community about that. Okay, so hopefully if I need more to, about renewable. Yeah, um, energy. You're thinking like uh, utility scale. And utility and, scale and wind energy, whatever we need to do, we've got to get away from fossil fuels. Okay. Yeah, I, I could actually probably summarize too, outside of this, of the comments. I, I was able to meet with, with Jamie and, and outline some of the comments I had as well, but I haven't shared those with the rest of the SAB. Right. And um, my stuff was focused on vegetation and land use, I think, are key pieces mm -hmm. that were, are, are tricky to talk about. And um, one of the things that I brought up uh, that's come up repeatedly, for example, with the utility scale solar north of town is that for people in the county, it's a tricky prospect for people in the city to continually be asking to do things out there that are going to provide the energy for us. And so I think it's really imperative on the city to be doing everything that they can towards for example, renewable energy production within the city limits when we're asking for large-scale changes in land use or those kind of things to provide energy largely that we'll use. And to right. your point, like solar on all of the city buildings or things like that so that it's showing that we have a good faith yep. effort. Nancy. One of the things that our subcommittee put forth um, repeatedly was that we were hoping that we wouldn't just have uh, uh, suggestion types of statements, or but rather action items, like not to study or explore. And many of those things were changed, but in the latest draft, they still are plentiful in the plan. Um, and, and we were hoping that those would be removed um, and have just more straightforward, actionable statements. Okay. Maybe there's specific areas. Um, you're, since you were on the committee, you know some of those places that it can be improved. Any other thoughts? Mosin, I know you had given a lot of feedback as well. Yeah, I think generally my main concern would be more clarification on how we've developed scenarios. Like the business as usual scenario is I guess too optimistic uh, projecting that of the 38% reduction of GAGs, 26% of it would be business as usual. And I'm not sure that's going to happen. And it leaves us with 12.8% of reductions by our actions, which I would ask is it worth all this effort and community engagement just to? reduce GAG emissions for 13%. And as Nancy mentioned, we need actions and those actions need to be quantified and we need to know how the, the magnitude of your, each action's contributions to those reductions. Other, otherwise, we wouldn't be able to be accountable to those actions if like 
invest in renewable energy. How much investment, how much it's going to help, and how much we expect of, of that to reduce emissions. Th those are the things that I need, I think, are needed to be added and more clarified in the plan. And some, like some other scenarios, if this business as usual didn't work, what's our alternative? And also cost-benefit analysis of different scenarios would be helpful, like these are these five different, three, four, five different scenarios. If this didn't work, we have this one, it's going to cost this amount. So that's why we're going to work on that. And one other thing I've always thought about, it's excellent community engagement has been done here. But to me, it sounds like for these highly technical plans, it's not, it shouldn't be like we ask the community, what do you want to see in the plan? Because it's kind of a technical aspect. We need to provide the community with options and strategies and explain how much this strategy is going to contribute and then have the community with all that information pick one or two or three of those strategies, not to ask the community for strategies. I guess that's my general thoughts. Thanks, Mosin. Uh, I guess I'm supposed to say always this has been Sykes Sab Chair. Yeah, Katie, go ahead. Oh, yeah, Catherine Morse, uh, Sab Committee member. I, uh, I just want to second what Mosin said. I read through his comments and I thought they were very detailed and very good and very helpful. I think that there was a lot of things that were just not maybe framed in a, in the most you know um, intelligible way, and even just some of his comments about improving the graphs and and coming up with specific scenarios, I think would be so helpful to have in this document. So thank you, Mosin. Thank you. Thanks. Other thoughts. Uh, this has been Sykes Step Chair. Uh, since Jamie and Kim are on here, I'd just like to ask about capacity. I mean, we've we've argued for a while that uh, Kathy needs a data analyst, for example, would super help. I thought that have, having the greenhouse gas inventory at the beginning is now super compelling to me. I love that aspect. But some of the things that we're talking about, you know, whether it's cost-benefit analyses or um, different scenarios that we could come up with, is that really something that you all have the capacity to do or um, is that something I mean I know the county doesn't have its own sustainability advisory board but to the degree that you know you're two people or really what Jamie one person that's been trying to do a lot of this stuff I know it's collaborative Kim or Jamie would you like to speak on that Sure, I can try to address that. Then, um, this is Jamie Hoffling, Douglas County Sustainability, and um, Kim might chime in here as well. Um, so, the, to answer the question about capacity, um, we are writing a plan that's countywide, and we're county office. So, um, our capacity would be, um, you know, conducting greenhouse gas inventories, which we've written into the plan to um, to start with the benchmark of 2021, and then continue those thereafter um, to continue to track track our performance. Um, and in terms of whether or not the city hires a, an analyst to work with Kathy, 
That would be something that the city would need to, that would be at the city level. That would be the city's implementation of, of the strategies um, and the goals and the, and the plan. Oh yeah, sorry, this has been psych sub chair. I wasn't suggesting that we get an analyst for Kathy and she could help with those, just simply that like she can uh, often do some of the you know more complex data analytics and things that we would need because she's stretched so thin. I'm, I'm asking, I guess, if the same is true for you guys in terms of um, your ability to yeah. you know, pull a lot of numbers together and put technical plans, you know, different scenarios together. Is that something that we can assist with or? Something you can assist with. Kim, can, can I pull in? I pull you in to help answer this question. Um, yes. So Kim Kreiner Ritchie, Sustainability Manager. Um, ben, you're asking if we have the capacity to um, put different scenarios within the plan. Yeah, I guess some of those, uh, I thought effective comments are like that we would bring to the public is here's, I mean, the greenhouse gas inventory shows where we're at, but then, you know, um, having different scenarios of here's what we could specifically do in the county and here's how much it would move the needle and have those different kinds of technical plans and that's what we present to the public and they say, I'm up for plan three, which is the most aggressive. And Lawrence may be up for that and, you know, Eudora might not be. They might want plan one or something like that. Is that a is that a thing or not really? Um, I think that's something we can t potentially take into consideration if you want a different modeled scenarios of uh, the possibility of different reduction scenarios. But um, like an actual project like a project scope for we are going to implement this with this amount of funding and it is going to reduce the greenhouse gas impact this much. I think we're getting into implementation territory. So this plan is really in, intended to be like a collection of 14 goals that the whole county can get behind. And then each municipality, each community may decide which implementation partnered or separate um, is ready for them to seize and that they have the energy and the mobility and the capacity to go after. And how they do that, again, it may be a whole countywide partnered effort, or it may be the city of Lawrence saying, hey, we're going to take this and run with it because we've already got all this energy and, and ordinance and um, staff partnerships to go for it. And so getting then into more of the nitty-gritty of what the, of the GHD impact of a particular implementable project um, that may take on a life of its own. But this is meant to be, again, a wide, like a broad high level con collection of 14 goals that we can all agree is where we want to take our community. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question? Ben? Yeah, I think, I think it does to me. I, you know, the difference, part of the difference I guess we're talking about is like, in Lawrence, we have 9744, and you were talking about fleet transitions, right, Kathy? Mm -hmm. Is there equal buy-in on specific plans like that? Like when Douglas County is talking about buying new F-150s for the sheriff's office, right? Like, are do we is this plan, the Douglas County Climate Action and Adaptation Plan, going to result in those specific changes? Like, for example, they buy F-150 Lightnings, or they start thinking about hybrids and renewables in those kinds of efforts, or those are kind of the tangibles of the implementation, but they come out of having an actual ordinance that's very specific for goals. So 
is this plan also without those specifics for goals how, how does it actually play out across a pretty heterogeneous county i guess is what i would ask well, sorry if that's not clear and 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 I mean, it might be an interesting exercise for this group to look, what are your priorities now and how do they relate to the goals and strategies in there? Can you lean on them and say, hey, if the city of Lawrence approves this, then this is just one more um, uh, validation um, that we need to move in this direction. And you guys as the experts within Lawrence take it to the next level of what that looks like for the city to implement. And different cities may, you know, do that different ways or pick pick off different pieces of it. But if you have a priority that you're looking at this plan and you're like, ah, I can't find it, then we'd love to have that conversation. How can we make how can we make this plan help you? That makes sense. Um, Don. Um. I would like to see more citations in here and linkable citations. For example, I, it, I think that you know the actual Douglas County that was a 2022 greenhouse uh, gas inventory should either be included here with more detail. Even you know, um, I've seen in other action plans where they actually identify. I have a hard time believing that industry is only nine percent of the problem, but um, and I don't know what I haven't looked at the definitions to see what's the difference between industry and and commercial um, emissions. But um, I think that the inventory should either be included or linked or both. Um, and if it's a plan, I feel like there should be more of a plan for the implementation and ongoing monitoring, something that states, you know, at a minimum, this is what we're monitoring, this is how we do it, or not necessarily the specifics, but, you know, uh, what what does it mean? Where's that testing com coming from? I think that this is, uh, it's looking um, pretty, pretty nice and it does do a good job of like making the case for the need for a climate action plan uh, I um, and I'm sorry that I I haven't uh, taken the time to write provide more specific uh, details but I, I would like to see more implementation and, and planning type stuff I would just um, I'm so sorry uh, reference the is it the the Kansas City Metro climate plan I think it's you probably I'm sure you're working with those people or have looked at that but they have a little bit more of the kind of things I'm describing Yes, thank you, Don. And we are writing an implementation uh, chapter. Uh, we wanted to first take the strategies that we had written. Um, all of the strategies that were were that are in our draft were presented to the public um, from the month of um, through November and December, and open for feedback at that time, so people could take a look at all the strategies first, and then also um, per most what Mosin said earlier, we actually did do exactly that. Took the strategies to them um, through open houses and by survey, and asked. Um, what people would like us to prioritize in there and got good feedback on that. So we, we do have that from the public. Um, and we didn't actually ask the, the public to give us strategies. The strategies came from um, uh, internal work that we did in our office. Um, the, the outreach that we did was to find out more gen generally how people were being affected by climate change. 
Um, so uh, yes, we are we are writing an implementation chapter, very important step, and are going to be working with the city of Lawrence on that as well with Kathy. Awesome. Thanks. I appreciate you guys coming and and giving us another opportunity to look for things that might uh, that we think might be important, and I think that. Um, They'd be happy to continue to talk about it if we wanted to. Um, does anyone else have any comments before we move along? I, I do. Yeah, Kathy. So this has been um, great uh, sharing of feedback for sure. And I just wanted to highlight, again, we're, we want to make the best plan that we can have that will move the needle for us on a lot of different items related to uh, sustainability and, and um, climate action. But I, one thing I wanted to make sure everybody understood is this uh, plan is nearing the final draft. <laughs> um, so I just don't want anybody to be surprised of that timeline. So I don't know exactly when this will go to the city commission or the county commission, but um, in my understanding from meetings with uh, Kim and Jamie is that it would likely be here this, um, you know, kind of February or March timeframe. Um, so I, I do know that the feedback that's been received so far, they're working into this new revised uh, plan. And uh, then it will go to our uh, government, our local governments for um, kind of that review and final approval. Cool. It's fantastic. I know you guys have worked really hard on it. Yeah. Thanks. With that timeline, if the Sustainability Advisory Board would like to make uh, some sort of a statement or a recommendation or anything like that, that would go to our uh, city commission. If, if you're thinking about that, um, just be mindful that you meet monthly. Um, the next uh, meeting might be a good time to maybe um, be closer to what it is you want to say, if you want to say something. Um, yeah, it looks like Nancy has a question. Uh, maybe what we could do is um, have our subcommittee draft something to present at the next meeting um, for consideration and modification. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Thank you, Nancy. Okay. And do we have a timeline for when those that revised plan with the input integrated into it might be available at all? I don't know the exact um, timeline. I don't know if Kim okay. or Jamie could um, share where we're at with this next draft. Yeah, we are working on um, we are working on incorporating the feedback right now and writing the implementation chapter. We do want to take it in front of the city commissioners before we uh, finalize the next draft. Um, that's the current plan okay. right now. So. Um, I, yeah, March is what we're looking at for uh, presenting it to county commissioners for adoption. <clears throat> so that would need to be the final, or not the final, but uh, pretty darn close to the final. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to talk a little bit more about it. Yep. Thanks. And uh, thanks, Nancy, for your group's work on that. All right. So uh, let's move on to our KPIs. Um, Kathy, did you have any lead-in for that? 
Sure. Um, so one of the items that I'd been discussing with the chair and a vice chair is how we can um, get the sustainability advisory board a little bit more engaged with our KPIs and our city strategic plan. And in specific, we're talking about the environmental sustainability KPIs. So we've talked about them before. Um, I think there's been a couple presentations to this board. It's been a while, so it'd always be good to have a refresher um, on those. But really, it would be the possibility of scheduling one KPI per meeting, if the agenda allows for that time, where we could spend you know, 15 to 20 minutes brainstorming one of the KPIs. And the, the way that the Sustainability Advisory Board would be brainstorming these are in respect to the possibility that we're working on some tweaks to some of the KPIs. Maybe we spend some time talking about the strategies behind that KPI and how we can move the needle. Um, I, I think it's been brought up before, but we haven't yet kind of done the work on what might be missing. Um, so I, I have heard a lot of comments of what, what seems to be missing from a KPI with environmental sustainability. So I, I would like um, to be able to tap into your expertise so we can have those conversations around these KPIs. That would be super helpful for me. Obviously, I have a lot of meetings with um, you know, a, a staff team that makes up the environmental sustainability group. I do also have a lot of meetings with the outcome champions that share these KPIs um, with us. So there's a lot going on right now but I also want to reach out to you all to bring you in on some of that brainstorming, how we can make it better. I will let you know that it's not up to you or me uh, to change any of these KPIs. Uh, it really would go to the city commission uh, for an official uh, request to update any of these. Uh, but certainly, we're currently kind of behind the scenes working on how we can make some uh, better, or if there's one that's missing. Usually KPIs and the discussion of a strategic plan, because it is um, attached to that uh, budget discussion, um, these next few months are really important for some of those, because uh, the city's going to ramp up to start talking about the budget for 2024. Um, so last year around this time, there were a couple groups that proposed some edits to KPIs, and those were approved by the city commission. So again, I, I don't know how you all feel about it, but I, for me, it would be super helpful if this group could really kind of allot some time to kind of break one of those KPIs down and, and talk about it uh, with a little bit more detail. Okay. So I know that Kathy and I have talked and others in our SAB meetings that we were disappointed that the KPIs didn't include a solid waste reduction goal. Do you feel like that we would have to wait to go through all of those KPIs before we acknowledge that that is a goal that is sadly lacking? It seems like to me I would like to move that up to the front rather than go through all the existing KPIs because I know that many of us have talked about we would like to see a solid waste reduction goal as um, incorporated into the um, sustainability 
uh, portion of the KPIs uh, as a strategy for, you know, the strategic plan. I appreciate that um, idea and thought. I would say everything is on the table to ask about. Um, so our city manager obviously meets with our um, uh, mayor and um, vice mayor to set agendas and stuff like that. And I think that um, if we wanted to move on with a KPI, uh, one that's not on there that we wanted to add, I would definitely have that conversation with the city manager and kind of show some of that background and information about why it's um, needed and uh, kind of get some guidance from him and then he could talk also to the the mayor um, about the possibility of, of putting that up for city commission meeting so everything any of those ideas sure we can ask about them I do know that in the past it's been said that it's good to group them together uh, for just one discussion with the Commission and a vote that they can take a little bit more efficient that way than if we sprinkle their meetings with uh, many of these but I think that sometimes there might be just one um, that we identify that can be separate from a group or so forth but we can always ask the, the reason I ask that is that is one of the biggest reasons that we had passed the and recommended the plastic um, bag ordinance because that would reduce plastics in the landfill. And to me, there that is important enough that the commissioners did approve that ordinance. To me, the the uh, that should be a KPI that that goes along with a lot of other things like composting, like food waste, like a lot of different things that would reduce the amount of waste going to the landfill. Awesome, thanks. Yeah, I've put a note on here to just ask about, can we pull one out and maybe um, put it out there? I don't have so any problem can. with reviewing all the other ones, but I, I feel like that that one's a big gap and that was, yeah a gap that was identified when they first came out. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you that maybe weren't um, on the, or didn't um, hear the city commission discussion on solid waste rates uh, towards the end of last year, um, that agenda also included information of how uh, solid waste is uh, looking forward this year to work as a consultant for a solid waste master plan. So we're gonna be talking about all things that reduce um, materials from going to the landfill and you know the operations and in general, all of that. So great timing, um, this is all part of of our solid waste management plan um, that goes to KDHE as well. Uh, we're part of the two county regional solid waste management plan committee. So, but Lawrence is really stepping up to do some work on the solid waste side. Great. Other thoughts on even zooming out a little bit from that on, on our role and, and our potential to help find new KPIs, but also refine the KPIs that are there. Does everybody think that's a valuable, uh, certainly sounds like the city could use that of us. Don, I saw you unmuted. Did you wanna? Uh, Don Hawkins, board member. Um, yeah, I think that uh, this is definitely, a, it's a, gr a grand idea to help get us more engaged with, with the actual city work. Uh, and, um, so I'm, I'm all for it, trying to figure out which ones to, like maybe we could um, 
with Kathy's help, prioritize which ones um, to discuss at which meeting, um, and, may, and maybe have two two scheduled in case we're able to we get through one and we're able to move on to another. Um, and then also, I just, I mean, we're not here yet, but. but uh, in an overarching sort of view of this, not getting down to the nitty gritty, I just really want to see more um, uh, protection of air and water. Um, I mean, it's I see when I do a search on water, it's it, it's under strategies. Um, so that just that's just a general comment. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think. Does anybody else have any? You know what. I would ask that as homework, go on and look at all those KPIs. If we're thinking about other things we want the city to prioritize, what is the measurable thing that would be happening, right? That's what's so important about these indicators is it has to be something measured. And, and Don, in reference to what you're talking about with do we have one or two, there's several of them on there that I think we could group together. Like there's ones that are definitely related to each other. like number of trails and the way that food gets to people via bikes and things like that or something like that there's ones that are related that would don't necessarily need a whole meeting would be in my opinion i i do want to add just from the staff perspective um, when this discussion um, occurred i did ask uh, ben and kay uh, if the board would um, kind of allow for me to facilitate the discussion of the KPI. So again, this is really staff asking um, for help and brainstorming with you. Along the same lines, I will tell you that internally as we're working through KPIs, there are some that are currently on hold. The city can't move the needle on over 100 KPIs at the same time. So we have conversations about prioritization between departments, um, the champions of commitments and champions of, of um, the outcome groups uh, on a daily basis um, where maybe one group is ready to move forward with one or the other. But if, if you all would um, allow for me to kind of bring up the KPI that I know our city staff is ready to address that I uh, need your help, that would be most helpful. Instead of digging through one that is currently, you know, on hold or won't be discussed until um, next year or something. I, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome. That works. I mean, that sounds great to me. Do you, do you have one off the top of your head for next month, or can you think about it and get it to us so we can schedule a specific? Is there a KPI that's bubbling at the top of your brain that we need help? You know, um, the hope is that any homework or any information about the KPI would be provided to you at least one week um, before your meeting, so you're well prepared. Um, there are some, there's some background information on some of these and kind of where we're at. Some don't have as much activity, okay. uh, but I will tell you that the energy code KPI is one that I would love uh, to hear um, your uh, feedback and, and just kind of pick your brain on. Cool. and let you know some of the stuff we're thinking about and if we're going the right direction or not. So, yeah, I think, awesome. I think we should follow Kathy's lead on oh, yeah. what she thinks is priorities right now rather than us just yeah. arbitrarily yeah. deciding what we think are priorities. That's, I, I absolutely agree. So if that's the priority or you can think of which one you want and we can have a set time next 
uh, meeting to discuss that. Um, Nancy. I just think it would be really useful if we have more than a week to think about it yep. and get input on it. Um, if you, you know, as much time as you can provide us, I think would be very helpful. Absolutely. Thanks for saying that. Mosin. I wanted to say I think it would be helpful to like get KPIs like in categories that are related. That way we can think like if any any of them could be combined or if anything anything is missing rather than like get one and you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. The way we currently group our KPIs, so if you looked at a cross-section of environmental sustainability KPIs, is they're grouped into the outcome that they fall into. So again, the city defines, the strategic plan defines outcome as the work that we're in the business to do, and they define commitment like environmental sustainability as how we do that work. So it's currently in buckets of these five um, outcomes, and actually there are no KPIs for one of the buckets, which is safe and secure. So that might be a conversation we have as well. But I do appreciate um, it, if you allow me to take lead on um, what is brought forth and you know with advance notice, as Nancy mentioned, as much advance notice as possible. Um, that would be the most productive use of our time talking about KPIs. Absolutely. Brilliant. Any other thoughts? All right. So that can also go down as a future agenda item uh, yep. that we'll have. Thanks. Okay. Uh, moving on, we're going to um, do a round robin on updates from the boards and committees with SAB representation. Um, Nancy, did you have anything from the Climate Action Plan? Um, I don't think we have anything further than what we already discussed. Okay. Great. Um, for the noxious weed ordinance, uh, it sounds like there might be a meeting in March, February or March uh, by city commission to look at that. If anybody hasn't seen, uh, I suggest you go and look at Johnson County has recently implemented ordinance changes that are along the same lines of what we've recommended. And um, Kathy and I are in some discussions with Johnson County about how they are doing it, how, how they passed it, but also how they're trying to implement it and even potentially how they're funding it. Um, so those are important aspects and uh, that's kind of the the whole ordinance update on that one. Uh, Food Policy Council has had some really great meetings. A lot of it is thinking about um, equity in farming and about uh, food trucks and about trying to support um, businesses here. I think there's uh, been a lot of discussion and movement, especially with um, uh, utility scale solar discussions that went on at Food Policy Council meetings to think about um, farmers and things like that. And, and a lot of the focus has been for a while on um, the food system, just like the food plan, uh, the food, uh, county food plan outlines, um, but also trying to think more about how uh, the Food um, Policy Council can support new farmers and things. There's a lot of initiatives for that within uh, the federal and state government. So that's kind of the update from there. Kay, did you have anything on the land development code? Well, I had uh, provided information last at our last meeting that I had given to um, for that section that included the noxious weeds and mm -hmm. 
of those sorts of things, even though they didn't talk about that part. Um, and I've got to go back in, and um, they do have a survey out. We, I encourage everybody, and Kathy had provided the link to the survey. I don't know if they've closed that survey uh, yet, but it's real important if you haven't done that survey. It's, it's short. It's kind of a weird survey, but um, I, I think it's important to show that we <laughs> looked at it. And um, But there will be more coming up uh, in the next month or so, and they haven't scheduled our next meeting that I know of yet, but um, we will be talking about the weed ordinance in some context in that in that situation um, because of sustainability in the natural landscaping of the built environment. So that's about it on on that. Um, the what's listed is sustainability or SAB ordinance 9744 subcommittee. I would like to see the name change to. Um, actually the renewable energy goals which is on that actual ordinance article 11 which is ordinance number 9744 which to me won't make a lot of sense to other people if they don't know already know that it's the renewable energy goals so I'd like to see it, our subcommittee title change uh, to renewable energy goals I don't think we have to have a vote or anything like that but uh, it just makes we know it's 9744, but a lot of other people probably do not. Um, and we will have our first meeting on January 22nd at uh, 6 o'clock. And if anyone from the general public wants to join our subcommittee, they can. We have three or four people that are committed to attend our meetings from our SAB members. Um, but otherwise, we definitely want others to attend as well, so to get their information. And we're going to meet January 22nd, and I believe it's, is it February 26th? Kathy is the next, it's the February meeting, and then we would go to the third Monday of the month thereafter. So that gives a little bit of information. and and. To follow on with what was discussed about the um, Douglas County Climate Action and Adaptation Plan, with our renewable energy goals, we'll be looking at all of those things that can be turned into actions um, for this part of the energy, uh, renewable energy goals. So the the whole premise of this subcommittee is to provide a framework for a plan with strategies policies and actions to achieve the goals identified in that ordinance so um i i did have a map kind of of what the goals for the subcommittee would be and that's what we will start working on right away awesome so that's it that's a great update thanks mm -hmm. anybody have any other questions about the subcommittees I think we've talked about as well, and we'll, we don't want to get in front of the horse in terms of the reimagining, but to the degree these subcommittees can work to provide input to the city on specific implementation or specific items as the brain trust that they want us to be or things like that, I think that would best serve the city. And thinking how it all ties into the strategic plan. Yeah, that needs to be on the front foot, right? Okay, um, if we have no other thoughts on the subcommittees, uh, we the last item up before public general public comment would be 
um, to discuss future agenda items, a few of which we've already talked about. Does anybody have any things they desperately want to see on future agenda items? We, we will continue, I didn't outline this in the meeting changes, but we'll continue to solicit from the entire SAB through email. Um, probably would need input on things we want on the agenda at least two weeks before the next meeting so that we can, the chair and uh, Kathy and the vice chair can discuss them when we have our meeting and that and then the agenda has to be set yeah there's a little bit of timeline but if anybody has any thoughts now about future agenda items the two things I heard tonight were the KPI thing and um, the element that Nancy outlined sorry I'm blanking on it. I wrote it down Nancy the comments comments, comments for Douglas yes County. sorry comments for the CAAP your subcommittee would be able to bring those together You mentioned the possibility, some invitations. Thanks. I had thought of that earlier than I forgot it. I, I thought the tradition that Stan started with inviting uh, members of the city commission to our meetings was super helpful. Mm -hmm. And um, particularly when we have uh, new members on city commission, uh, like Mike Devers, who has had a role in sustainability advisory board, I thought it'd be a great idea to invite him to one of our meetings as well and, and get his input on both the reimagining but also kind of the initiatives that we're trying to help the city with um so we would similarly try and outline you know we're not going to be like you can only talk for 10 minutes mike or something like that but we would have a period of our meeting where um it would just be our ability to talk with city commission members i this is Don Hawkins, board member. I like the idea of having inviting city commission commissioners to our meetings and having discussions, but I feel like given our time constraints that we don't really have time for that right now unless we're specifically trying to, um, I don't know, address an issue. If we had more time, I think it would be great, but I just feel like we don't have time. Yeah, I mean, definitely we wanna be aware of of what we have on the on our plate and not uh if we invite them maybe not have a full plate of other stuff as well um sorry i keep forgetting to say this has been psych sab chair mm -hmm. but um other thoughts on on that this is kate johnson i would like to see us bring in the new commissioner because the other commissioners are generally familiar with what we've been doing and so i think the sooner the better it wouldn't necessarily need to be next month but i would say within the next one or two months because our future is still in the hands of the commissioners right now i would agree yeah yeah Kay, Kay makes very good points okay kathy would you be able to reach out to or is that something i would do sorry i don't know yeah i do i, I don't know how stan did it before yeah, I, I'm the one that reaches out to the mayor, vice mayor, or commissioner that you would want to invite. Okay. I will tell you two months in advance is good um, okay. because their schedule does uh, fill up. So if you are looking to schedule someone for the March meeting, let me know who, and I'll start that communication. I think that'd be great. I think we should try and get... Um 
Uh, we didn't. Commissioner uh, Devers. Commissioner Devers. We. I'd love to have Commissioner Sellers here as no well. No S at the end. What's that? No S at the end of his name. Dever. Dever. Like never. You should definitely get that right before he comes. Okay. Yeah. Can, could, would you be able to reach out to him and see if he'd be able to come to the March meeting? Absolutely. Thanks. And then the only other item for future agenda items, just thinking about our list, is when is the February one? Yeah. Are you asking me because I'm the only one that didn't reply to the poll? Well, or because I'm the chair? I <laughs> or all of the, the information is so far. There's only one member that's indicated for each one of the meetings, like a, well, a different member for each one. Um, there are a couple that said they prefer not being on the 14th, but they could still attend. Yeah. So there's more on the, the following Wednesday. So we're going to lose one person one way or the other for the 14th or the 21st. We may lose others if it's on the 14th. I'd be happy. I would propose that we move it to the 21st. I mean, I, I could probably make it, but I would probably get in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Is everybody else okay with moving it to the 21st, even perhaps for the person that's not able to make it? I don't know if Amanda has given you any feedback as well, since she couldn't be here. Yeah, I, I, I voted on that one as a possible like a possibility so i may or may not be available on the, the 21st, 21st but i'll try okay thanks all right so let's put that then as the hopeful is that we can move it to the 21st and okay. any other thoughts on future agenda items and particularly things action items or things we can do? do we need to vote on changing the date is that something that we need to actually take a vote on or is, can we just announce it that's our date actually do you think it's helpful because it's your standard meeting you're not scheduling a special meeting right. you're just rescheduling your current standard meeting so for a standard meeting i think it'd be good to have a vote a vote okay for a special meeting it's up to the chair to call it but okay so the 21st is what you yes so I could make a motion that we move our regular meeting date to February 21st instead of the current February 14th. April 4th. Yeah, February 14th. I'll second that. Okay, moves. Stand seconds. Everybody uh, in favor of moving our standard meeting to the 21st of February, respond with aye. 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 <laughs> Anyone opposed? Okay, great. So we will move it to the 21st. Thank you guys, too, for um, bearing with me with growing pains of not knowing Robert's rules and procedures and stuff. And I appreciate it. I wouldn't worry about it. You're doing well. You're doing fine. Look, so, we're ending on our regular look at this. Time. <laughs> Almost there. So I don't know if we have anybody. I didn't see anybody out in the public, uh, but I, I would. Oh, uh, we have Melinda ball that's here i don't know if we have any public comments uh on a on non-agenda items or just general public comments um but we definitely be happy to answer them dawn um so i haven't had enough time to really research this but uh, just something i want to make other board members aware of um uh i just recently learned that the the false phosphorus plant in North Lawrence that I thought was done in 2007 is actually an active plant that um, apparently makes white phosphorus and we all know where that goes. Um, 
the the company is called ICL, uh, officially perform ICL Performance Products. Um, not going to get political here or anything, but just looking at the environment, the the EPA's Echo site where you can look up um, emissions and and such. Um, there is definitely they definitely had. Um, significant category one non-compliance and they have a, a, a trending upward um, pollution numbers this uh, isn't my I'm not a, a scientist but it's something that I think we should all just keep on our radar and possibly um, if I have more information I might request to be added to a future agenda um, if there's anything you know actionable or uh, you know, in terms of monitoring or what, but mostly I just want to make everyone aware of it. Thank you, Don. And, and who was that again? ICL. 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 They're north of the track. I guess when you're coming in on 70, it's the thing on the left before. They make phosphoric acid. I don't know that they make white phosphorus. I don't know. I don't know much about it. I, I'd have to do some research. It sounds like something that's worth our uh, look from people. Thank you. A any other thoughts? Any other uh, or any public comment? I don't know if Melinda's on here. Yeah, go ahead, Melinda, please. Hi. Um, let me get my video on. Uh, okay. Hello. Um, I wasn't planning on speaking, but first I just wanted uh, just to thank you all. I um, This is my first meeting of yours that I've joined. I'm kind of slowly getting more uh, involved <laughs> as a citizen. So um, I, I think I actually had more of a question, but I, I'm going to re probably just rewatch the recording and I think it'll answer my question. Um, there, There is a concern that I'm... I'm trying to bring up into the in the right right avenue. I know the commission commissioners will will definitely be the next stop that I go. Um, but just regarding the climate action adaptability adaptability plan and the de land development code, uh, the new the update for the land development code. Um, I. I'm having a pretty strong concern about development, um, specifically uh, fill and build in in floodplains, and this kind of comes up from a um, proposed development coming coming um, to the city soon, um, and that, that's just something that I don't know. I, I don't know if this is really the 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 place to to, to bring this up, but this is something that I'm. Kind of voicing out there, um, and, and we'll take other avenues uh, as needed just to get that on people's minds. I've done quite a bit of quite a bit of research at this point um, on just the the issue of that, um, and and it really does tie into climate change and how uh, we have already, but we'll continue to experience. Uh, stronger um, and stronger rains at, in, in single day um, instances and how that obviously will um, increase flooding. And and that actually flooding is, uh, I believe, the, the considered the worst as far as uh, Douglas County's um, 
um, emergency area, it's considered like the worst possible thing, clearly. So that just, it's just something that I, I, I'm having a, a really strong drive to, to, to bring that to anybody that will listen um, as far as city, city places go. But thank you. Yeah, thanks for bringing that, Melinda. I don't know if others have thoughts. I mean, Kay, has that come up at all in some of the land development code discussions? It has because um, as new developments come up, there are issues um, associated with flooding. So that's one of the reasons that you want good landscaping and good flood control um, ordinances and things in place uh, to prevent uh, that or at least to account for that um, so it definitely is important and um, you should also uh, be involved in the land development code update have you been able to go to any of those meetings Melinda uh, on the public I, I went to a I guess it was a meeting I um, it was late last year. I went to the the train depot up in North Lawrence, and they had like the boards, and you like, you know, you put your little post its, and you made the color codes. So I went to that, um, and I I made a jot. This is one thing I was gonna look up, maybe look at the re the recording again. But there's a I believe a subcommittee that's coming up on the 22nd. I I think is what I heard um, for land development. I think that's no I think that's, that's right or that's a renewable energy one okay okay so uh, anyhow I, I'm yeah I, I'm doing my best and I'm I'll go I'm still looped in as far as looking for any any other um, meetings or, or public comment opportunities for the land development mm -hmm. and of course I'm going to the City Commission meetings too <laughs> and uh, Kathy can give you the website the actual website for the land development code update okay. committee information, yeah. including the current information that's uh, been provided so far. And you can actually go in and make suggested changes or improvements to the drafts um, that, cool. that have been identified so far. Okay. Melinda, can you um, via chat send me your email? It just comes to me. It won't be a oh. public contact. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. I really appreciate this. <laughs> Melinda, if yeah. uh, this is Don Hawkins, board member, um, I, I might be misinterpreting, but if you're talking about the, like, the new Boston Crossing development, then you would want to pay attention to planning commission meetings. Yes. On January 16th, there's um, the comprehensive plan amendment will go before the planning commission. And then on the 24th, there's a rezoning um, question that goes before the planning commission. And then from the planning commission stage, then it goes to the county and then to the city. Um, Sandy Day with um, is a city planner um, who's, uh, you can reach email or call and she's very helpful in finding the information that you're looking for. Well, thank you. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I actually linked up with Mike Almond, uh, Almond uh, at the when the, when the new Boston Crossing was initially um, brought up to the to Douglas County Planning in November. I attended that meeting. I spoke, and yes, I, I yes, and I'll be at the 16th uh, meeting and um, 
and the next one after. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming and, and commenting. We appreciate it. Something to be on our radar for sure. When I think of infill development, which is prioritized a lot, you know, there's a lot of aspects of that. Yeah. yeah well, and I'm sorry I'm going over my time, I think, but um, the thing I'm really looking at is fill and build. So that's kind of a, it's, it's a loose term. I don't think it's technical in any capacity, but it's essentially what is required to build in floodplain. So they fill floodplain and build on top of that. I mean, that's kind of, it's basically, but uh, as, as the research I found, and there are actually areas, uh, I think it was Charleston was one town I found that has banned that practice of fill and build because it, worsens flooding in areas that wouldn't flood prior mm. so and just yeah goes from there so awesome thank Thanks you so much well i think we're we're at time now or we can adjourn um if anybody didn't have thoughts about future agenda items now but thinks of them mere minutes after we finish or in the next week or so please email kathy directly with those items so that we can get them for our meeting on the 21st mm -hmm. And I would just say, if you're here, be careful getting home. And if you're not, stay, <laughs> stay warm out there, okay? Thank you, guys. We'll see you next uh, month. Bye. We decided we don't have to vote. Right. right. No, we just leave. We just leave. And we finish.